The superstar shakeup for WWE has come and gone. Did anything really change? Is there a bright future ahead for Raw, for SmackDown, for both, for anyone? We'll give you all the latest on the Double Turn Podcast, which starts right now. I want that to be my nickname, but that's Andrade's nickname. It's the Double Turn Wrestling Podcast coming at you. Boss Ross and the J-Man. We've got all things Superstar Shakeup. It's going to be a little different of a show this week. Normally, we would have uh, our, our our normal things that we do on this show, three-count match segment show of the week. We made an executive decision, and when I mean we, I basically mean me. I, I, I had the idea, and J-Man said, I want to show up this week, so... <laughs> That, of course, is a joke. The J-Man knows that I kid all the time about the fact that I'm the executive producer and director of this show. Just kidding. The point is that this show is going to be all superstar shakeup when it comes to the moves that were made on Raw and on SmackDown because, quite frankly, the only call-ups from NXT were happening one way. They still do not have people going to NXT unless there's something that I don't know about. And also, 205 Live lost some people this week. To the main show. So with all that being said, Jay man what's going on, brother? Well, you know, I'm here, executive producing, <laughs> making sure that the show is going where it's supposed to be going, as you creatively direct it, but I make sure to take the reins and I say, all right, that's my guy. That's what we're going to do. Look out! Uh, although, I will say that you are not taking the Roman reins on I'm this sure show. I'm not. No. no. I'm not a dead man. If there's one person that's the greatest acquisition in WWE history... You're hearing him right now. Just saying. <laughs> that uh, that comment was said by Michael Cole this week on uh, on Raw, actually. Because was he on SmackDown, too? No, 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 no. Vince McMahon. Right, was, I'm sorry. Yeah. Vince McMahon made that. Well, sorry. I have yeah. Michael Cole on the brain because he's terrible. <laughs> so <laughs> Vince McMahon made those comments and the J-Man not happy with them. No, I'm not. I'm not. I Listen, if you listen to this podcast on the regular which I know a few of you do, and to you I say thank you. Um, that's incorrect. It's completely inaccurate. Roman Reigns is not the biggest acquisition in the history of SmackDown, and that's not disrespect nor a diss at Roman Reigns. But he's not. And guess what? Neither is The Undertaker, neither is The Rock. The biggest acquisition in the history of SmackDown is by far Dave Batista in 2005 as the World Heavyweight Champion. thought for sure you were going to go with Elias. Because oh, that was the joke on, on Tuesday. He, he, I mean, he's number two. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> he's clearly number two. No, it's Dave Batista. See, the thing is, Roman's not champion. Rock wasn't champion. Taker wasn't champion. Batista was champion. And guess what the biggest acquisition in the history of Monday Night Raw is? It wasn't The Undertaker, and it wasn't Triple H. No. It's John Cena. It's John Cena as WWE champion. The year that those two flip-flopped the, the, the companies. I'm sorry, the brands. It's amazing what happens when you have the two people that are basically going to lead your company into the next, basically at the time they were thinking decade. Yeah, they, I mean, five, five years, years to a Batista. decade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so there you go. So that is why it irritated me a little bit. Now, with that being said, and I don't want to get too ahead of myself, if you were going to move the biggest star on one show, you needed to move, make sure that in order to balance it out, you moved over the biggest star on the other show to counter that. And WWE got it right this week. 
They got it right, and I'm really happy about that. So we will get to all of the movements that happened on uh, Raw and SmackDown. If we did not already give it away, Roman Reigns was moved to SmackDown. We will talk more about that in the show. It is the Superstar Shakeup show. Mm-hmm. We did a little preview of it last week. We gave our predictions. Uh, I actually think both of us did pretty well in our predictions. I know that uh, a couple of them went our way. Yeah. There were uh, there were some moves here and there uh, that I probably agree with and disagree with. I'm sure you do, too. We will talk about all of that. We do have a brief news segment that we do want to get to. Uh, also, a very disturbing trend that's going on in world wrestling Two entertainment. Two disturbing trends, actually. Yes, but the one I'm talking about, of course, is the fact uh, apparently there's just lots of departures or threats to leave Yeah. Uh, for either greener pastures or just not with that company. Exactly. Uh, so, with our news section... Let me tell you something. I actually forgot about some of these things because I've been so caught up. By the way, uh, I've been told that the Vice or Viceland channel that has the Bruiser Brody and Macho Man Randy Savage thing, apparently I need to check those out. I've now been told like four times that I need to check those out to maybe have some type of review uh, of it, maybe even for this show. Maybe it'll be a side episode uh, that we choose to do for those. But I've been told I need to check those out. So for those of you that have been wondering about those that would like a review to see if you want to check it out for yourself. I'm hoping that we will get to that. So, I had to throw that in. Oh, news. Good. Do we know if it's on Hulu by any chance? Uh, again, the only news I have is that it's on Vice or Viceland channel. I'll have to go ahead and see if it's on Hulu because I don't have any cable, but if it is, I'll go ahead and do my best to check it out as well. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, two injuries to start things off. Sheamus, the Celtic warrior, Dealing with a bit of a concussion issue. Exactly, man. I, I mean, and this is on top of the injury news that we gave you last week with Big E, with Ronda. Um, heck, there's been so many. Oh, Nia Jax. We didn't announce Nia Jax because it was announced the day after our podcast went live. But Nia Jax is out with both of her ACLs. She's probably going to be out for a good seven or eight months. Um, there's so many injuries right now that I just... I've lost track, my friend. Daniel Bryan also is out. His injury, WWE is keeping us so close to the chest right now that it's just he's been gone MIA, and there's not a single mention of him on WWE programming whatsoever. All The only place he's been popping up in is Brie Bella's Instagram account. That's all you've seen of Daniel Bryan. Um, I'm afraid that he may have gotten another head injury. Uh, here's to hoping that's not the case, but I know WWE is very, very careful with that man. And yes. so here's to hoping that he's okay. But Daniel Bryan is also out with an undisclosed injury. And as you said, Sheamus is out with a concussion. Uh, it seems to me that Sheamus probably got injured over the weekend. Had to have been over the weekend. Well, uh, remember, uh, Cesaro was in a match. And Sheamus was not in that match. Correct. So I was wondering if they just decided. Actually, at first, I thought they had split them up and just didn't put Sheamus on Raw. Oh, my God. For whatever that reason. Stupid. Um, so I was wondering if they had broken them up because there were a couple of other moves that were made that were not on television that make sense. And I would have told you that them breaking up the bar at some level, not saying it's the right move, at right. some level is not a bad decision. Totally they were going to break up some of these tag teams, which they. They did break up some teams. Mm-hmm. They said they were going to, and they did. Uh, so hopefully, Sheamus is okay. Hopefully, it is not the worst-case scenario for Daniel Bryan. So hopefully, for both of them, they will be back very soon. And hopefully, we will see them both uh, on TV soon. Very, very soon, and very hoping much for that. Can't speak English right now. Carry on. 
So I wanted to also go through a list because our next piece of news involves Luke Harper. Right. Uh, and actually, to piggyback off of that, because it basically happened in the same day, Alexander Wolf is also part of this news story. And there are a list of other people uh, that are either basically leaving or they're threatening to leave. Right. So Luke Harper, uh, essentially, so so he actually came back at Access. Correct. Uh, that was uh, WrestleMania weekend. Yes. Uh, and uh, I was told from somebody that was there, uh, he was in the, uh, for what it's worth, he was in the best match at Access. Yes, he was. Uh, who was it? Him and Dominic Djokovic, or who was um, it? That would be Djokovic. I'm sorry, I apologize mm-hmm. for mispronouncing no, you're his good. name. Um, so, by all accounts, he looked good. Yeah, everything was going well. Uh, he randomly showed up in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. He was summarily uh, taken out of that match, and then we were told uh, because he hadn't shown up on TV since then that he was asking for his release. Uh, Alexander Wolf tweeted, hashtag goodbye WWE, so I presume he is leaving. We will get to some of the other names of people that are either threatening to leave, but I just want to go with Lou Carper. Um, the man is 39 years old. Yes, he is. Um, I actually had forgotten that he had gone up there in age. Um, it's amazing some of these guys that get major pushes, especially from WWE, they are pretty high up there uh, in age. Long, long gone are the days. Of uh, guys at like you know twenty four years old getting major, pu- you know, long gone are the days of Randy guys Orton. like Orton and Brock. Now I realize Brock Lesnar was going to get pushed early no matter what. But Rock, you I mean Rock, a lot of these guys getting pushed early is is not happening as much. So uh, for Luke Harper, it's kind of a weird spot because um, the whole Wyatt family thing kind of blew up and they broke them all up and then that's, that was the worst mistake they could have ever done when it came to well, those And three. then there was a time when all three of them were hurt. Yes. So, and then they, they came back as the bludgeon brothers and then that's when Harper tore his bar. Was it Rowan that tore his bicep or was it Harper that tore his bicep? Yes. Yeah. One of the two. And so, sure that, was Rowan, and so that ended that, and then they really didn't have a spot for them. But, I mean, Rowan comes back in a WWE title match and is with Daniel Bryan, and Luke Harper comes back and is in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. So I don't know. Um, there's a very real possibility that he's going to show up on, you know, Ring of Honor. There's a very good chance he may show up somewhere else. All Elite um, Wrestling. Everybody keeps pointing out to All Elite Wrestling. Yes, um, and Sanity has, uh, of course, been split up as well. We'll get to that in a second. But, uh, yeah, Alexander Wolf, uh is also gone, or at least seemingly gone. Correct. Um, and, again, I have a list here. And, by the way, all that being said, and we still haven't even mentioned the situation with Sasha Banks. Which we'll get to. Which is a very, very big deal. So, people that have already left, Hideo Itami, Ty Dillinger, TJP, um, by all accounts, Dean Ambrose is gone. His last match is Sunday. Yes, which, uh, by the way, apparently there's a special WWE Network event in which the Shield are in a six-man tag for the last time, even though we've had Ambrose's last match three times now. That is correct, yeah, and they're actually wrestling uh, Baron Corbin, Drew McIntyre, and Bobby Lashley. And then there's also a intercontinental title match between Elias and Finn Balor on uh, that special event. Uh, unless I'm mistaken, those are the only two matches on that show. I think you're right, if I'm not mistaken. What's it called? Shield's Last Ride or something? Oh, Shield's Last Chapter. 
Yep. That's what it's called. Um, That's cute. She'll, well, it's better than Last Ride. That makes me think of The Undertaker. So, um, I think about the things that it comes to a Last Ride. Yes. Well, that, that also reminds me of the time when uh, Kane was trying to learn the Last Ride from The Undertaker and like failing the first two times. So he basically gave a, a, a Last Ride to one person three times. It was hilarious. By the way, <laughs> that match has changed. It is now Finn Balor versus To Be Announced. I don't know why, but that's what it is on this site. I'm sure it'll still be Elias, and it's just a lie. So, I know. Funny. So, here, so Atami, Dillinger, TJP, Ambrose, um, Ziggler's still MIA. Yep. The Canel I, the Canelises. Mike Canellis and Maria, yeah. Yes. Uh, even though they were on 205 Live not that long ago, they are also reportedly trying to leave as well. Dasha Fuentes, uh, broadcaster, uh, a TV interviewer she, backstage. She, she has, has been gone released. too because yeah. she actually changed her Instagram handle. It no longer has WWE in it. So it is official. Gone. Yep. Um, Sasha Banks unfollowed everything WWE on all of her accounts. Except she, for the wrestlers, yeah. And she's also, which is weird, but she's still following NXT. It's probably support for the wrestlers again. Plus, maybe uh, maybe she's uh, maybe she's giving props to Regal. You never know. Who or knows? Triple H. Her boy, Triple H. Just saying. Uh, also, uh, there's the ongoing situation with the Revival. We don't know if they're coming. We don't know if we're going. Who knows? Um, it's a very weird trend. It's very awkward. It's very frustrating. But see, here's the thing, right? I just mentioned a lot of people there, right? I really hate to admit this, but it's the truth. All of those people I mentioned are replaceable. They are. Like, I understand that. Now, now look, I love Ambrose. He will be missed. Unfortunately, he's still at a position with the company in which, like, Losing him is never going to be as big of a deal as losing Rollins or Reigns. It's the truth. You know, losing Sasha from where she was, being in the main event of all these women's matches, I'm telling you right now, that spot has been taken over. Listen, as crazy as I might sound, um, five years ago when CM Punk left, we were all in the, under the impression CM Punk will never be able to be replaced. Nobody can fill in the gap Nobody can fill in the shoes. And then multiple things happened. AJ Styles was signed by World Wrestling Entertainment. Finn Balor was signed by World Wrestling Entertainment. Seth Rollins became a big deal with World Wrestling Entertainment. All the indie guys that you could ever imagine. Kevin Owens was obviously came over to the main roster. I mean, I love CM Punk. He's one of my all-time favorites. But CM Punk has been replaced by Kevin Owens and by AJ Styles. That's what I'm saying. So, I mean, they could lose all of these people. All of them. They'll be fine. And you know what? So so will the actual wrestlers. I'm telling you this right now. Dean Ambrose has got multiple options ahead of him. Dean Ambrose can either chill at home and wait for Renee to get home from Mon- on, on Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. Um, or he can sign with All Elite Wrestling. He can go back to combat zone wrestling. I don't think he'd want to do that, given the fact that he's already put his body and soul on the line for them. I don't think he wants to break 
glass on his body again. This is CZW. <laughs> just reminds me of the Zandig promo. Please. Jesus. Good times. Thank you. Thank you. You know Ross is in a good mood when he drops the Jesus promo. Um, <laughs> he could do that. He could go to Ring of Honor. Um, I, I can tell you this right now. I if, if Dean Ambrose were to go to another wrestling promotion, he's not going to go to New Japan Pro Wrestling. I know that for a fact because Renee's working in the States. Why would he want to go to a different country when his wife is working uh, for the biggest wrestling promotion in the world that's based out of the United States? No. He might as well just go ahead and either do one of those two things, but he's got multiple options. If I'm Luke Harper and I'm requesting my le- my release, the size that he is, he what is he, six foot nine, 300 pounds, and he moves like a cruiserweight. Trust me when I say Harper's going to go ahead and get a job very, very quick. Sasha Banks, if she actually ends up getting released, which there's a few different situations going on with Sasha Banks, she might be back sooner than we expect, which is, I'm hoping, the case. And if it's not, she signs in any wrestling promotion not being WWE anywhere in the world, she automatically becomes the biggest women's wrestler in that promotion, period. Bar none, nobody touches her in that promotion as a woman. Nobody. She becomes automatically the biggest deal. There's some, and some of these guys, it's just the truth. So they're going to have options. The revival gets released by WWE at some point if they actually leave. You can bet your butt that the one of the top five best tag teams on planet Earth is going to get picked up immediately and get seven digit offers, no problem. By the way, Luke Harper is 6'5. Wow, is he really? I thought he was taller than that. It's one of those things where they do a really good job with camera work. Okay, but still, okay, six foot five, two ninety five. It, move, it moves like a cruiserweight. Big mm. guy. Shout out to Luke Harper. Yes. Again, all these people that we just mentioned, they all have their place. It's just not with WWE, and that's and guess what? That's fine because that's life, right? You can have a successful career, and then either you know you can't come to terms with money or. You don't like your position with the company. and Or a you know, better opportunity presents itself. Sure. And, and, and again, it's it's back to whether it's the WWE that doesn't want them or they don't want the WWE. Either way, uh, as as with everything with their popular uh, yeah. line, we wish them all in their future endeavors. Right. And let's be very, very clear on this. Nine times out of ten, it's the wrestler that doesn't want to be with the company anymore, but the rest, but the company still wants them. I can tell you this right now. I know that WWE fought tooth and nail to try and keep Dean Ambrose with that company. I know they did. He is one of the. He is. He is the Shield the same way that Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns is. I understand that we're always going to notice that Roman Reigns is a bigger superstar. Seth Rollins is a bigger superstar. I get that, but you don't have the Shield without Dean Ambrose. That's just a fact of life. I know for a fact that they fought tooth and nail. It's just he wanted something different. Maybe he, you know. He just got over a staph infection. He just got over the torn tricep. At some point, you kind of want to just re- let your body relax. You want to heal up. You want to spend time. Him, him and Renee Young actually just celebrated their second wedding anniversary. So congrats to Dean Ambrose and Renee Young. Um, you know, it's just those sort of things. Maybe and maybe Luke Harper wants to go ahead and take his talents elsewhere where he can be able to show it off a little bit better. Because one thing about WWE's wrestling style is it's very conservative. It's not NXT, Triple H lets them loose. You come up with you come up to Vince. Vince is gonna go ahead and really, how do I put this? Package you down a little bit. You know, there's not very many wrestlers on the roster on the main roster that can go ahead and fly like they do on 205 Live and on NXT. 
Well, and again, certain guys have more freedoms to do certain things. AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan are two names that come to mind, but Finn Balor is not the same guy that he was in NXT. And Kevin Owens, to a degree, is not the same dude as well as Sami Zayn that they were in NXT. It's very true. Very true. But they knew what they were signing up for. Not saying they didn't. And so. they're willing to do that. And Harper's not. And Alexander Wolf is not. And Sasha's not. And that's perfectly fine. That's the great thing about multiple promotions within this landscape. Yes. You can take your talents elsewhere and they can build around you and that's perfectly fine but at the same time i do wish sasha stays and i wish harper would have stayed that's all that's our news segment for the week um it is superstar shakeup it's essentially a review of what happened this past week on programming by the way before we get into it um if you want to see a really good match this week because essentially raw and smackdown were superstar shakeup related. They had a couple of matches in there that were pretty good, but go ahead, Brubra. Please, please go out of your way to watch the two matches on NXT this week. Now I realize everybody loved Gargano's promo too, but I'm saying matches, just please watch. It's Velveteen Dream versus Buddy Murphy for the North American title. That's how it's supposed to be done. And it's Shayna Baszler versus Kyrie Sane's last match in NXT. Those two ladies have tremendous chemistry. Did for, you ever... for the NXT women's title, too. So. I mean, they, if you didn't think that they were going to put on a good match, you don't know professional wrestling. So please go out of your way and watch NXT this week. I do not say this about NXT every week. I will say it about this week. It was an excellent show. Absolutely. I am not looking forward to the Street Profits being NXT Tag Team Champions, though. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not. They, I'm like because they stir it up. What can I say? They're Stop. also they're also team bad. What can I say? <laughs> All right. So SmackDown and Raw, they uh, they essentially shook up their rosters. They essentially uh, made a massive fantasy trade. Oh yeah. And uh, I guess the easiest way to do this is to kind of pinpoint pluses, minuses, who we think won who we think benefited, and go from there. So, let's start with the show that they treat as the A show, and that's Monday Night Raw. Okay. So, Monday Night Raw, essentially the entire night was setting up for the main event because Rollins and Reigns had a mystery partner. That was coming over from SmackDown. Now, I am not saying they could not have done a swerve and had somebody else be in the main event, that would have swerved people. Mm-hmm. But I think they kind of gave you the idea of, all right, whoever's tagging with Rollins and Reigns is a big deal. Absolutely. Now, did I actually think it was going to be AJ Styles? No, I didn't. However, that does not surprise me because essentially what they're saying is AJ has done everything he's going to do on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. And with the shuffling of the rosters and the talent pool with what they're doing, they feel it's advantageous to move AJ Styles to Raw. Right. Now, at first, I was hesitant of it because I'm a big proponent that certain shows need to have certain identities. And SmackDown's identity has been tied into AJ Styles for long enough Yeah. to where I had essentially considered that his show. The gimmick was he's the face that runs the place. It's SmackDown is the house that AJ Styles built, right? Yes. So 
that synonymous to me. So it's going to be an adjustment, especially knowing that Raw, a lot of weeks, is a three-hour, what I call, slog. It's the entertainment show, as we always discuss. So I fear that AJ is going to get lost on that show unless they have gone out of their way to say, we're going to make sure that we highlight him as the wrestling part of the entertainment show. So I am, let's just say I'm I'm critical of the decision. I'm not upset at the decision. I'm at a wait and see approach because there have been so many people that have been so great that came over for SmackDown and they go to Raw and they get completely minimized and they're just an afterthought. And Kevin, then Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn last year. But I mean, I've even going back to, and I'll use an example that's a while back, but I'll use it. Ken Kennedy. Ah. Ken Kennedy is a perfect example of a guy that was white hot on SmackDown. They move him to Raw. And Dead in the water. Just another guy. Right. I'll give you another example. MVP. Mm-hmm. He was a big player on SmackDown, just another guy on Raw. I'll give you another example of a guy that's more recent, Jinder Mahal. Definitely Jinder Mahal. Now, I realize that Jinder Mahal's role had been reduced on SmackDown significantly Not from, when he was the, from when he was the WWE champion. Right. But. Hell, he won the United States title at WrestleMania and lost it the next night. To Jeff Hardy. To Jeff Hardy. All I'm saying is, if you're going to put somebody on Raw and they're white hot on SmackDown, please, please do something with them. That's all I ask. So, I hope AJ works out on Raw, and I hope that this is me turning a leaf on what Raw could be. Fair enough. Fair enough. That I I, I, I I can totally see that critique. Now, here's the thing. When you and I were doing that little top five that we did at the end of the show last week, which I had a lot of fun doing. I know you had a blast doing it. Obviously, it was a great idea. Um, I put in my top five that the one one of the five people that I wanted to see switch, well, one of them I wanted to see, see switch for sure, but if one of them was going to switch, the other one had to happen. And I put AJ Styles will probably go to Raw, but if you were going to do that, you needed to make sure that you brought over somebody massive over to SmackDown to go ahead and counteract that. And when I was talking about that, I was like, you can't move over Braun Strowman, and it can't be somebody like Lashley. It can't be McIntyre. It can't be Corbin. You literally have to move a mega star from Raw to SmackDown to counteract the shift that you just made by moving Styles over to Raw. And they got it right by moving over Roman Reigns to SmackDown to counteract that. It needed to happen that way. If it wasn't going to be Roman Reigns, then it damn sure needed to be Seth Rollins. But you can't move over Seth Rollins without moving Kofi Kingston, and Kofi Kingston's not leaving SmackDown, so Seth Rollins is staying put on Raw. So what do you do? You move over Roman Reigns. With that being said and not getting too ahead of myself, I think it's the right call, and I agree with you that they need to make sure that AJ Styles keeps his identity of being the wrestling part, but I can't see him getting lost in the shuffle because I can tell you this right now, the two people that are going to be carrying Monday Night Raw as babyfaces in the foreseeable future are going to be Seth Rollins and AJ Styles, and they are on a collision course for SummerSlam. I'm telling you that right now because I don't think that they could want to wait until WrestleMania of next year. I mean, they could if they wanted to. It means AJ's going to have to turn heel. 
Or they, you could just do the babyface versus babyface. I hate babyface. Baby I know face you matches. do, but I'm just saying I don't. You, if you turn AJ Styles heel, I'm telling you this right now. Toronto's going to be cheering half for AJ Styles, half for for Seth Rollins. It's just going to be that way. Just like in 2016, where they were split between Cena and AJ. But you can avoid that. How so? And just turn AJ heel. But they did turn AJ heel, and the crowd the crowd was still split. This is the AJ Cena feud you're talking about? Yes, and I understand you're going to go ahead and say it's Cena. Because it's John Cena. But no, but it wasn't just the fact that it was John Cena. Because you look at the Dean Ambrose-AJ Styles feud, and AJ Styles was just as over. You know, that's all. Um, But what I'm saying is that I'm glad that WWE made sure that they got it right in the sense that they view AJ as big of a superstar that the other superstar they had to move was Roman and not somebody like McIntyre and not somebody like Lashley or somebody like Corbin. And that's not a diss towards those three gentlemen, by the way. It's just they're not Roman and they're not AJ. No. And and by the way, they shouldn't be exactly. Roman and AJ because Roman and AJ are Roman and AJ. That makes sense. Yeah, I know. But I'm just talking about like they are at the, like, the top guy on SmackDown got moved over for one of, for one of the three top guys on Raw. That's equality. It's fair. Here's the rest of the list that moved from either SmackDown, 205 Live, or NXT to Raw. Here's the list. The Miz, I'm okay with because I can make a very easy storyline that says Shane didn't want him on SmackDown. Easy. Plus, uh, Miz was very fresh on Raw. They moved him to SmackDown. Everybody was kind of worried about him moving to SmackDown, or at least some people were. He's done a great job there. Him being back on Raw, it makes sense. Uh, Ricochet and Aleister Black, they did not split up. They left them on Raw. So we'll see what they do. We'll see if they actually split them up. Not not like they're going to feud, but we'll see if they actually split them up to actually give uh, some more baby faces, or maybe turn one of them heel and kind of balance the singles roster uh, for the men's side. I know you want to rant on this. I know you do. The War Raiders were brought up. They are not the War Raiders anymore. They are not Hanson and Roe. They are Eric and Ivar. They are the Viking experience. And as of this moment, they are still the NXT Tag Team Champions. Although, like I said, they're having a match against the Street Profits next week. That could change. So they are on Monday Night Raw. Um, I called this Andrade's on Raw. Selena came with him. You said you wanted Selena and Aleister Black on the same show. They are. Rey Mysterio's on Raw. I called this as well. The Usos are on Raw. Again, it makes sense to balance the roster. And they brought over Naomi, which, again, great call. They did. And then uh, they they brought up Cedric Alexander from 205 Live to Raw. And then uh, they also moved EC3 to Raw. Lacey Evans is now officially on Raw. And uh, Sanity, even though they uh, essentially were broken up by the fact that uh, Alexander Wolf no longer wants to be here, Eric Young is on Raw. Uh, and also, I was told by the J-Man, because of what happened on SmackDown, apparently Samoa Joe is also on Raw with the United States title. That is correct. Now, for those of you who watched Monday Night Raw and you were like, oh, where's Samoa Joe? I didn't see him there. Well, apparently, according to back new backstage sources, uh, he was ill on Monday, 
which is the reason why he didn't show up. If you watched SmackDown last week, you saw the interaction, the great interaction between Braun Strowman and Samoa Joe. Apparently, that was supposed to continue on Monday night, but due to uh, Samoa Joe actually being ill, being under the weather, that was not the case. He was not brought out. But given the fact that Finn Balor moved over to SmackDown, which we'll get over in, a, we'll get to in a second, of course. Um, you weren't going to have the IC champ and the US champ on the same show. So you got to flip-flop them. So if Balor's going to be over on SmackDown, automatically Samoa Joe's on Raw, and it makes total sense. I'm going to give you 30 seconds to rant on the Viking experience. I'll actually hit you with one better. I'm not going to rant on them because I want to <laughs> rant on the Riot Squad. Okay. Uh, here is what I will say. I like most of Raw's acquisitions. I especially like the Usos moving to Raw. I think that freshens them up as long as they turn heel and not stay as baby faces. Okay. Because this gimmick that they're running with the whole penitentiary thing, it's a heel gimmick. I agree. It's it's, it's only we- been it's only been a babyface gimmick because apparently New Day and them are now friends due to mutual respect, whatever. I don't care. I totally get that. They need to go back to being heels immediately. Well, they were the, they were te- they were the de facto heels in the Shane and Miz feud. Yes, but all I'm saying is if you're going to have them run roughshod over the division, I'm much happier with them being heels. They are great as heels. Um, even if they keep them as a tag team, which I know a lot of people would be unhappy if they kept Ricochet and Aleister Black as a tag team. Upon further review, I'm actually very happy they're on Raw because they've already put them in a position where they're like, these guys are a big deal. And I realized they kind of had to backtrack with Ciampa and Gargano because Ciampa got hurt, and then they made Gargano the champion. That's going to work itself out. That's fine. You've already called up Ricochet and Aleister Black. You've already said these two guys were the foundation of NXT, and we're going to make them a big deal on Raw, and we're going to put them in a position to be successful. What's the best way to do that? Put them on the A-show. You know, I'm telling you right now, you know what match I'm instantly looking forward to tomorrow? Go for it. Ricochet and AJ Styles. Boom. How about Aleister Black and AJ Styles? Boom. How about Ricochet and Seth Rollins? Boom. How about Aleister Black and Seth Rollins? Double boom. By the way, there's lots of people I'm leaving out. By the Uh, way, I'm all about Aleister Black and Andrade going at it one more time. Oh, Andrade. Okay. I know know you were upset when I mentioned it, but let me tell you something. Andrade's going give, to be given every chance to shine on Monday Night Raw. Here's the only thing that I have a problem with, actually. He starts dating Charlotte, and then they get broken up. What the hell, Vince? What the hell? Hey, you never know. Charlotte may end up on Raw. I would be, str- I would be shocked if Charlotte came over to Raw at this point. You know what's funny? I actually think Charlotte on Raw makes sense. Well, she's the biggest deal in the women's division not named Ronda Rousey and Becky Lynch. Right. So, because of the situation that they're in... I realize that they're probably going to keep Ronda and Becky on Raw, and they're going to keep Charlotte on SmackDown. That's fine. All I'm saying is, it's Charlotte Flair. It would make a lot of sense for her to basically be the queen of Raw. Yeah. It 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 just it just makes sense. True. And it, honestly, the SmackDown division is deep with the women. Like I'm talking real oh, deep at this point. You wanna you wanna rant about uh, they, the Riot Squad? I'm gonna rant about how SmackDown I think got a little too crowded. Oh, dude, the Raw women's division got depleted on on this superstar shakeup. But, but what I'm the why, the reason why I'm bringing that up is because Charlotte, we all know Charlotte's the best women's wrestler on the damn planet. Period. Bar none. I've already said it a million times, and I'll keep saying it. Charlotte's the greatest women's wrestler of all time. But bring her over to Raw. 
and then let the other women on SmackDown fight it out. Because here's the thing. Becky's moving between Raw and SmackDown. So For now. For now. But but we're in the now, so we have to discuss it. She's moving, so the the champ the champ champ is gonna be all over the place, which is perfectly fine. But once she moves over to one show, you gotta make sure that those two ladies are apart. So mm-hmm. if you're gonna leave Becky on Raw, then Charlotte's gotta automatically stay on SmackDown. Or if Charlotte's on Raw, Becky's coming over to SmackDown. You right. can't have them on on the same show, regardless of you saying Raw's more depleted than SmackDown when it comes to the women, because those two Wherever, whatever show they're on, the level of competition and the level of spotlight that they will bring, it won't matter who's on SmackDown and who's on Raw when they're on your show. Does that make sense? Yes. We moved to SmackDown. I have to tell you something. What they did with the men's division on SmackDown, I think they did a really good job. I like agree. a really good job. And I don't say that all the time about the shows being balanced. Okay. Roman Reigns going to SmackDown. I was not a hundred percent sold on the idea because I actually thought Braun Strowman made more sense. However, how so? Because Braun Strowman, they they have they've told you that he's the monster among men, but he hasn't won the world title. Right. Okay. So it makes sense for me because you've already reset him. He's already a big baby face again. Mm-hmm. It would make sense for me to say Braun Strowman's going to SmackDown and immediately becoming the big deal that he should have been on Raw. That's fair, but here's the thing. and I go back to Megastar for Megastar. I understand that it makes sense if you're going to move AJ to move Roman. That I'm not unopposed to. Okay. That's fine. All I'm saying is me, mm-hmm. personally. Right. I would not have moved AJ. Okay, that's fair. But at the same time, AJ ran out of options unless you were going to have AJ turn heel again and then win the world title over Kofi. Which, which I'd be, a, which which I'd be I know you'd be okay with. No, no, I know that. But I'm just talking about from a logical standpoint, like how many rivalries are left for AJ to be able to take over on SmackDown? That makes sense? Well, there are a few because we've got some because new people moves. on SmackDown. Right, you brought over Finn Balor. You brought over Finn Balor, mm-hmm. right? Fresh start, love it. Right. You know what? I actually was confused by it when mm-hmm. I initially saw it. Love Elias coming to SmackDown. Oh, I'm totally all about it. Love it. Mm-hmm. You know who else I love coming to SmackDown? Lars Sullivan. Well, you called it. You, you Because, again, if Strowman's staying on Raw, put Sullivan as far away as possible from Braun Keep your monsters Braun far away from each other. Absolutely. Yes. So if you were not going to move Braun, moving Lars to SmackDown, amazing. Love it. Okay. You know, you know who else I love going to SmackDown? Buddy Murphy. Oh, my goodness. If anybody deserves to be called up along with Cedric Alexander from 205 Live, it was Buddy Murphy all day. I love the fact that now anybody on any roster can show up on the main roster. I love that. That's what it's all about. Meaning that, again, I realize this is not the case, but at least in my own mind, I can say NXT and 205 Live are separate brands. And that if you thrive on one of those two company, one of those two brands, excuse me, you actually will be rewarded, which is great. Usually, you don't necessarily see that, but now we've seen it with Ali, and now we've seen it with Alexander and Murphy. Um, here's to hoping that those two guys, because Ali, Ali's been an interesting situation. Obviously, Ali got injured prior to the elimination chamber and right. whatnot, but 
he's still being positioned in a way where he's not getting squashed by anybody. Yeah, he got his ass whooped by Samoa Joe a couple of different times, but Samoa Joe's just bigger, more physical, and he just went ahead and put him in the Kakina Clutch, and it was done. I mean, we've seen Samoa Joe put down Brock Lesnar with the Kakina Clutch. If you get put down with the Kakina Clutch, it's okay. You're going to continue your push. But, like, for example, he had a great match, and I mean a great match with Finn Balor. You and I were talking about this off-air. He lost clean, yes, but he lost in 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. I'll take that. And then you saw Balor extend his hand and you know do the sportsmanship. So that means that WWE booking in the back is viewing Ali as a big, uh, not a necessarily a big deal, but they're keeping his eye on him saying, and not to mention, we I haven't even d- discussed this, how many, how many wins does Ali have over Daniel Bryan? It's two. Two. He pinned Daniel Bryan while he was WWE champion twice. That happened. That happened. And I know that I've continued to defend Kofi Kingston over the fact that he took uh, Ali's spot and whatnot. I get that. I'm also not going to sit here and look you dead in the eye and tell you Ali's not a big deal. Because I'd be lying and I'd be a dum-dum if I were to do that. So I- what I'm saying is Ali is getting a push, uh, not a push necessarily, but he's being considered potentially a big deal. Here's to hoping that Buddy Murphy and Cedric Alexander are viewed in that same limelight. Buddy Murphy, if you would have told me that Buddy Murphy, who was in a tag team, Blake and Murphy, which being handled by the goddess, which again, b- before she was the goddess, again, Blake's with the Forgotten Sons, Murphy became a phenomenon in the 205 Live division, and now he's going to SmackDown. And let me tell you, he's going to fit. By the way, on a lesser note, you know who else I'm excited is coming to SmackDown? Chad Gable. Boom. Chad Gable can have singles matches with anybody on the roster. You know who else can have a singles match with anybody on the roster? Buddy Murphy. Absolutely. So now you're telling me that Raw's the entertainment show. Yeah. SmackDown's the wrestling show. Absolutely. You could just tell by the people who they moved over. And by the way, at an even lesser extent, I realize he's been kind of treated as a joke, but the guy's still kind of green and kind of fits in with being a better wrestler. Paul Cruz. You just you just read my mind. Because he's being treated like a joke, yes, but the guy can go in the ring. The guy can go in the ring. You put him with Daniel Bryan, you got fireworks galore, my dude. I'm just saying. Yeah. It, it's it, On the men's side, I think SmackDown did a very... Now, again, SmackDown lost some really good talent. Yes, they did. But I think depth-wise, yeah. I think SmackDown's the deeper show. I agree. I think that right now the only place that SmackDown is hurting, but they're, they're so solid on the male and women front... The only place that they're kind of hurting right now is the tag team division. And I think the pro- there's a couple of reasons why. One, obviously, they lost the Usos. Right. That hurts you automatically. Right. Two, because of where Kofi is being placed right now in the main event, the New Day's not necessarily in the tag team division right now. Plus Biggie's hurt. Plus Biggie's hurt. And Sheamus is hurt, so and the bar aren't just, wrestling. Exactly. So the bar isn't wrestling. So the tag team division right now is consisting of the Hardy Boys as your tag champs. Yep. And then I think that the biggest heel tandem on SmackDown in the tag division right now is probably going to be considered Rusev and Nakamura. Yes. Which, by the way, I have no problem giving them the belts. Neither do I, especially considering the fact that they have actually made it work. When they got teamed up, I told you, I was like, what in God's name are they doing? Especially since they tagged up right after they were feuding. Exactly. And now I'm telling you, Rusev can make anything work, and then Nakamura is actually hilarious. 
It's true. <sighs> I, I'm not. I'm not even mad at it. I'm not even mad at it. So the tag team division got hurt, but then you just said it. The male division, strong as all can be, especially with Roman and Balor and Elias coming in. The women's division. Uh, let's okay. Here's the women. Who here's the who they gained in the women's division. So obviously you still have Becky Lynch. She's running on both shows. Right, Charlotte. Charlotte is still there. Carmella's still there. By the way, Carmella's a big deal in case you forgot. I was very surprised they did not move her and our truth to Raw. She is one of the few wrestlers who has stayed with the same brand since the first original brand split in 2016. The only reason I say that is because the seven-second dance thing fits in perfectly with the entertainment show. Absolutely. Which is why I'm, again, surprised that they didn't. So I'm just going to jump in. Go for it. I think they overloaded the women's division they a bit. They did because, again, that's what I was going to say. They added Bailey from Raw. Ember Moon came back from injury, and now she is, uh, she is on SmackDown from yes. Raw. Mm-hmm. Um, Kyrie Zane got called up. Yes, her and Asuka were the team that uh, Paige, which, by the way, Paige in that ring looked like a giant. She did. I and, think it was her shoes. That, and then she's uh, back to long hair. She's rocking extensions, where just the other day she had super short hair, so she's rocking extensions that throw me off. Yes. Yeah. But, I mean, when you're in the ring with Asuka and Kyrie Zane, who are both diminutive Ladies compared to the, yeah, her her heels were good twelve inches. <laughs> yes, yeah. So, um, Oscar and Kyrie Sane, yes, getting called up. For, I'm sorry, Kyrie Sane getting called up. Oscar, yes. of course, now tagging with Kyrie Sane. They're gonna make an awesome team. Oh, they are. They're gonna be the most dominant tag team in the entire roster. So, Kyrie Sane, much deserved. She's gonna fit in tremendously. Yeah, that's but a I, dream team of sorts. But again, I think they, I think they overloaded their women's division a bit. They did. I think that the Bailey move was just too much because Bailey is I know I have crapped on Bailey for months. I have. And with with, with reason, mind you. With reason. Mm-hmm. The way that WWE's booked Bailey has been annoying. And not to mention out of the four horsewomen, she's the one that I like the least. I'm just going to flat out admit it. We but, know. But she's still a big deal. She is just she just finished being the first ever women's tag team champion along with Sasha Banks. So she's a big deal. That's a lot of star power to put in there with Becky and with Charlotte, man. A lot of star power. And then you still have Mandy and Sonya on your roster. Yes. You know, that's a, I mean, you look at Raw. Okay, who the, who the heck is on Raw right now? Naomi? Na- yep. Well, Ronda Becky. Ronda Becky. And by the way, Ronda... Rhonda's got two things going on. One, she's got a broken hand. Two, she's on an impregnation vacation, according to her. hey And then, what, Dana Brooke? No disrespect to Dana Brooke, but, I mean, Dana Brooke. Right. Alicia Fox, who has not been seen. Oh, and Mickey James is on SmackDown, by the way. Also on Raw is Natalia. And Zelina Vega. Right. Again. So basically what that tells me is that the tag champs are going to be on SmackDown for a while, whether it's the Iconics or Fire and Desire or whoever, they're they're – they're Oscar, probably, Oscar and Kyrie. Right. So that's so that's a way to move a couple of those women over to Raw. Right. And Ruby Riot and Sarah Logan are still on Raw, which brings me to my beef. I'm giving you your 30-second rant. <sighs> the Ruby Oh man. Okay. The Riots. Okay, hold on. Go ahead. I'll let you I'll let you get settled. The Riot Squad were broken up. They are no more. Ruby Riot and Sarah Logan are staying on one show, and Liv Morgan is now on the other show. They are publicly not happy about it because they are all very close. Uh, they took to social media and uh, showed their displeasure. And of all three of them, the one that got separated was Liv Morgan. Now, I would have told you if they were going to split them up, 
They should have put Ruby Riot on a different team. Yes, I say that because then you can give a new identity to the other two. Well, not to mention the two ladies, Sarah Logan and Liv Morgan. By the way, I I am a fan of the Riot Squad. I don't know if I've made that apparent on this pro on this podcast. If I haven't, I very much am. But Ruby Riot is the natural born leader of that group, and she is the biggest star of the three. She is. So I've been saying, you and I have both been saying that Ruby Riot should be a champion very, very soon, but they keep on dropping the ball with her booking, and it's very, very annoying. So if this was the perfect chance to go ahead and split them up, why the heck not put Ruby as the single superstar and then keep Sarah Logan and Liv Morgan together? Mind you, they had a stupidly good showing at the Elimination Chamber in the Elimination Chamber match for the tag team titles. They were good. Good. They had the best chemistry out of the six teams. And that's saying a lot because a few of those ladies actually had some great chemistry with one another. They're your, one of your few groups that you have that's actually good together, that there's great chemistry between. I mean, you already broke up Absolution because Paige broke her neck and she couldn't wrestle anymore. At least you've kept Sonya and Mandy together, which I have no issues with, and they still keep them together, and I'm all about that. But, they're... <sighs> so New Day's run its course, I think they should be broken up, but they've also been together for four long years. Great years, but four long years none, nonetheless. The Riot Squad, it's barely been a year and a half. And then, listen, they all three are very, very talented, and I'm sure they're going to be very, very good by themselves, but it was just the wrong time. And not to mention the person they put themselves that they put by themselves was the wrong person. And I like Liv Morgan, but it should have been Ruby Riot. All right, so uh, do you favor Raw or do you favor SmackDown after the <sighs> superstar shakeup? Can I do it in can I do it by division? On the men's side, Yes, but I still want you to make a choice of who did better. It, you know what? No, screw the division. SmackDown got the better of the two. As crazy as I might sound. Because, yeah, Raw addressed the tag teams, but look at the men compared to the dudes that are on Raw. Okay, so two mega stars went over to Raw and AJ Styles and The Miz. All right, cool. Andrade is strong. You know I love Andrade. You're about that Andrade life. And then who else? For Raw. Yeah, who else? Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, So AJ. Yeah. Andrade. Uh-huh. Miz. Those three. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if they decide to make them single stars, they got Ricochet and Aleister Black. They did. Which, by the way, if they ever decide to do Ricochet and Aleister Black versus the Usos, in your words, fire. Oh, absolutely. If they decided to do Ricochet versus Aleister Black. Also, the name that we have not mentioned that I presume they're cutting all these vignettes for, I have a feeling Bray Wyatt's going to Raw. But Bray, that those vignettes have been showing on both shows. Yeah, but Lars Sullivan was on both shows, too. That's a good point. Or at least the vignettes were. That's and actually, he showed up on both shows. Yes, he did. He so still I have a feeling that shows. that's going to be a nice balancing out. That's fair. So Plus, I'm pretty sure JoJo's coming back, and I'm pretty sure she's on Raw. Just saying. I mean, she's going to go ahead and be breastfeeding in the back. So that makes sense. All right. Or when she goes back to ring announcing, she'll be on Raw. You know, I'm wondering, do you think that they'll actually ever do that? Because I actually like Mike Rome. I'm, I mean, maybe. Maybe, maybe. maybe not. You know what? She'll probably, actually, I bet you what they're going to do is they're going to go ahead and put Caruso and JoJo in the back interviewing and keep Mike Rome as the announcer. That would be smart. 
Yeah, especially since uh, Kayla's been doing uh, backstage uh, for SmackDown. I, yes. Yeah, and it was Dasha, and now you move over whoever's working NXT, and you get you promote them. Anyways, it's it's hard to pick. It is hard to pick because I, of the Alistair and Ricochet dynamic. I will tell you that even though they overloaded the women's division, and the tag division's kind of been in disarray anyway, no matter what you do with the teams, because you can't really balance it because it's kind of in disarray anyway. I thought they did an excellent job completely balancing the men's roster on SmackDown. I think there's a lot of possibility there. I love what SmackDown did. If they can kind of work things out to where, you know, maybe you move a maybe move a couple of the gals over to Raw. So whoever that is, they just kind of move there because it kind of balances the division. Look, uh, I can make the argument that you could move uh, Mandy and Sonya over to Raw. You could do that. You could. It would still keep SmackDown strong enough and then give Raw a boost. I'm agreeing with you on that. Plus, uh, I also want to see uh, Sonya versus Becky and Mandy versus Becky in singles matches because I'm selfish like that. Because I want to see it. Because I actually think both of them would be good matches. I, I think Sonya and Becky would be strong, yes. I think Mandy and Becky potentially could be something. I'm just saying. It's 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 matchups that I would like to see. Absolutely. Even though they're moving as a group. Yeah. It's stuff I would like to see, and it also rebalances your 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 groups there. I, I agree with you. Um, I'm still gonna stick to. Oh God. I'm I will stick, say SmackDown. I'm gonna say SmackDown. Won. I'm gonna say SmackDown because there's so much talent in the women's division. But that's the problem, though. There's too much talent in the women's division. They have to reshuffle that just a tad. Well, they gave them they gave them uh, an extra two belts. Because by the way, they're not going to do two sets of women's tag belts. They're not. And then I, I mean, I mean, the iconics showed up on Monday night, though. They did show up on Monday night. They lost clean to Bailey and to Naomi, but they showed up on Monday night. Yes. So that's fine. But the men's strong, the men's side is so strong. You got Elias. You got Balor. You brought over Roman. You brought over Gable. That's strong. It's just as strong on Raw, but it's the women who make a little bit more of a difference than just the Usos and the Viking experience being on Raw. That is our Superstar Shake-Up review. Uh, next week, we will uh, give you our analysis of uh, the uh, Shield's last chapter event that goes on with the six-man tag and the uh, Intercontinental title match with Finn Balor. Versus To Be Announced. Right. It was Elias, now it's To Be Announced. I'm wondering who To Be Announced is. Uh, you is never he, know. Is, is, does he weigh, what, 250, six foot foot? Maybe it's going to be Bray Wyatt. Hey, you, you know what? You never know. They they, they kind of, maybe that, it's, that feud got dropped. Maybe it's going to be Shane McMahon. Best in the world. CM Punk, baby, <laughs> CM Punk. No, that's not going to happen. Uh, we'll give you uh, more updates on uh, AEW if anybody signs in the next week. Uh, or updates on that in general. Uh, next week's show should be regular. We'll have a three-count match segment show of the week. We may even have a top five next week. You never know. We because, are about that top five left, baby. Because we don't have a pay-per-view for like a month, Woo-hoo. which is very weird because we had like four in like six weeks. Thank you, Vince. We really appreciate that, actually, because we like doing our regular shows. Uh, and then the Saudi Arabia show is in June. Correct. So They're going um, back to Saudi. So we have money in the bank in like a month, mm-hmm. so uh, we'll have more lead up to that, and we'll see... Uh, where the uh, first uh, incarnation of the Superstar Shakeup, that is what this show was about, to bring you uh, our opinions of what just happened. I always have high hopes. Uh, and then, of course, there are things that are out of WWE's control 
injuries, people leaving the company, yeah. stuff like that. So we'll see. You know, give it some time. Yeah. Initially, I will say SmackDown looks better, but yeah. that doesn't mean that. But buy, but buy time, a little bit. But buy a little bit. It's not like a, a SmackDown Blue Raw out of the water. It's just they're close. Yes. Yeah. So. That is going to do it for this week of the Double Turn Wrestling Podcast. We'll have some encouraging news soon. Very I can't promise soon. when, but soon. Some encouraging words. Because we're encouraging, encouraging men. News. Yes. We are. We are. But are we uh are we men are we men in tights? I don't know. Well, we're men where Becky's not. Always roaming the forest looking for fights. You got the champ champ of food bringing. You've got the champ champ of radio broadcasting and creative directing. And it's true. your boy over here, executive producing, even though I kept threatened to be fired every single podcast, and it's kind of annoying. Until next time, <laughs> for the J Man, this has been Boss Ross. We will catch you on the flip side. Hashtag Tranquilo. El Idolo.